welcome to the Bridegroom Speaks podcast with Laura Ercolino. One of our signature services here at Hope's Garden is our Brides of Christ group studies. We meet over a 12-week period to study the Song of Songs using our guidebook, The Cantata of Love, which is a verse-by-verse reading of the Song of Songs written by Father Blaise Arminian and published by Ignatius Press. I want to start in the cantata today on page 172 and 173. So I'm going to read the last couple of paragraphs on verse 210. Come then, my love, my lovely one, come. All God's desire for man is in this pressing call of the bridegroom, a repeated call. Come then, come, with the tenderest words of love. My love, my lovely one. Love and loveliness, loveliness and beloved. So beautiful because she is loved. Come, says the bridegroom. Apparently, the vigilant bride who is so good at discerning the successive approaches of her bridegroom has not yet moved. She is still very languid. She sees, she hears, but how difficult it is to act. Come, come, says the imploring voice of the bridegroom, the same voice that will order the son of the widow to tear himself from the sleep of death. I tell you to get up. However, the bridegroom does not force himself on her. He does not want to compel. Come, he says, come of your own will, not with regrets and out of necessity, but on your own. This is an invitation, not an order. It is come and not go, that the bridegroom says. The same invitation extended one day to the first two disciples. Come and see. And so I want us to think a little bit about this sentence here. Come, he says, come of your own will, not with regrets and out of necessity, but on your own. And that's quoted from St. Gregory of Nyssa, one of his homilies on the Song of Songs. And so as I prayed into that line, you know, I, I asked Jesus, well, what does that mean? Not with regrets and not out of necessity. How do we think about this? What are you trying to teach us? So I want to take this and relate it to what brings us to prayer. What draws us into conversation with the bridegroom? And first of all, I want to just say that we're going to talk about three types of prayer prayer that comes out of necessity, prayer that comes out of regret, and then the prayer of desire, the prayer of coming out of our own will and our own love for the bridegroom. All three types of prayer are going to be part of our prayer life. None of them is bad and the other is good, right? But it's just knowing, examining, thinking about what is drawing us most consistently to prayer and even what is our intention, even under our prayers of necessity and our prayers of regret, what is the intention of our hearts? So I just want to say, I'm not trying to say that any of these types of prayer are wrong or bad, that we shouldn't ask for what we need. He tells us to do that. We certainly should. But as we grow in our spiritual life, we want to see kind of a change in our conversation with him, in the ways that we speak with him and what draws us, what is the longing for conversation that pulls us into that conversation with him. So coming to him out of necessity, that would be when we go to him with our petitions, with our needs. Sometimes, you know, we go to God with our to-do list 
I need you to do this. I want you to do that. So-and-so needs this. And why aren't you doing this? And why did you do this this way and not that way, right? With our, our needs and our wants. And when I'm talking about what is our intention in that, we can be going to prayer of petition and need and speaking our desires to the Lord and asking for what we want to need with an attitude in our hearts of being demanding of him, of this entitlement. Okay, I said those 54 rosaries, now I need you to do this. Like, why didn't you do this after I prayed all those prayers? And I've done everything right, haven't I? I've been following all the rules. So why aren't you doing ABC that I asked you for? Well, that's not pure prayer. That's not having a pure intention in our prayer. So to me, to go to him with our needs, but have a pure heart in that, to go knowing always that he's the creator and we're the creature, that we may think this is what we need and ask for that need. And yet he may see that's not really what we need. And in her goodness, he's going to give us what we really need not necessarily what we ask for. And so it's really about going to him with that childlike dependency and that childlike helplessness, always knowing that he knows best and that his will is love itself. So at the end of the prayer, being able to say, like Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, this is what I think I need. This is what I desire. But in the end, Lord, your will be done, not mine. So that would be a way to go to prayer out of necessity and yet with purity of heart and pure intention. And then the other, he says, is not to come with regrets. So to me, when I thought about that, I thought about the times that we go to prayer out of guilt, maybe out of regret, out of sorrow for our sins, in need of forgiveness and mercy. And again, we need to look at our intention when we go to prayer and are asking forgiveness and mercy or feeling guilty for what we've done wrong. And one way would be if we're going looking for him to make us feel better about ourselves, right? Are we going just simply because we want to be made to feel better and to be able to check off, okay, I did that wrong, but I said, I'm sorry. Or are we going to prayer with regret and remorse for our sins because we're aware of how much our sins wound his heart? And because we're truly repentant that we have hurt the bridegroom's heart and that we want reconciliation with him. Are we aware that all of our sins are really acts of infidelity, that they're rejections of his love, that they are choosing another love, a false love over his true love? Is that what brings us into prayer out of regret? As we grow in our prayer life, as we spend more time with the bridegroom, just speaking heart to heart, then eventually, like Patty and Tina just spoke about that longing, what draws us into prayer is that, as he's saying, come of your own will, come of your own desiring, come because you desire me now the way that I desire you to just sit and speak heart to heart, to put all the other to-dos, all the regrets, all of that aside and just be together sharing a loving conversation, even in silence, just heart speaking to heart. When I thought about that, I immediately saw a bride walking up the aisle and thought, what should be the motivation, the intention of heart in a bride walking up the aisle? Should she be going up the aisle out of need, out of necessity, out of regret and remorse? No, pure desire and love to be with the one whom her heart loves. 
And that's how he wants us to grow in our prayer lives, to be spending that time with him just because we desire to be with him, to begin to love the God of consolations and not the consolations of God. And that's St. Francis de Sales. And I think this is sometimes why he hides himself even in our times of prayer, even when we've put aside the time and said, I want to be with you now, Jesus, just in this spousal prayer, just this heart speaking to heart. And yet Teresa of Avila has a great quote in the cantata where she says, you know, I'm so busy doing all the things you ask of me. And then I finally find some time to be alone with you. And you don't even have the nerve to show up. <laughs> like, how can you do this to the one who loves you so much? <laughs> But I think that's part of it is that stretching our desire. If our desire is truly just to be with him and not for the consolations and not for the ways that he makes us feel, then him sometimes hiding himself, even in those times, stretches and tests that desire. Do we give up and just say, well, if you're not going to show up and console me in this time, then I guess I won't give you this time. So he's making sure that it's really him and him alone that we're desiring not what he can do for us or how he can make us feel. I've heard some people say when they're feeling like they're not getting any consolations in prayer, well, what am I doing wrong? Is he punishing me for something? And it's not that at all. It's not about punishment because he knows that in stretching our desire, that is for our good. It's not to punish us. It's to stretch our hearts, to open them further so that when he does come, he can fill us with even more of himself. Like we have to keep being emptied so that we can receive more of him. That's always his goal, is to be able to give us more of himself. For more resources and our consecration to Christ the Bridegroom, visit hopesgarden.com, the sanctuary where the spousal love of Christ the Bridegroom heals hearts, marriages, and families. You may also want to join our community powered by Mighty Networks. Download the Mighty Networks app and find us at Hope's Garden.